Welcome back to the next episode of Your BFF Podcast. I'm Mel, and I'm about to become your best fucking friend. Guys, do you know? Have you heard the news? I am still looking for resident guest BFF co-hosts for the next several months. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but y'all, August is here. What is going on? August is here. And so I'm already in the planning stages for um, the next several months, even out to the next year. So if this is something of interest to you, you can actually find the link to the application in the show notes. You can find it on social media. And um, if you click on that link, it'll take you right to it. And it explains everything that you need to know about becoming the next guest resident BFF. On today's episode, I had the distinct honor of sitting down with one of my very dear friends, um, First of all, it was great because I actually got to have this conversation in person, and I'm sure as many of you guys know and can tell, very often I have to have these conversations remotely, and um, so because, you know, geographical reasons or or just timing, and uh, so today I got to visit with my dear friend, Lindsay Langley. She is the creator of pairofclairs.com, and over there, she discusses basically her life as not just a single mom, but a solo mom. Um, You see, Lindsay um, adopted her daughter, Kamaya, as a single woman. And guys, her journey is just so inspiring and it's very real. And you know that I'm all about the realness around here. And that's just kind of, that's who we are, right? So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this conversation. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Miss Lindsay Langley. Thank you. I'm so excited because I, I normally have to do my like interviews and discussions like remotely. So I actually get to have you I got here to with come me. Here and visit so you awesome. and your puppies. I know we have Amelia, the um the 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 mascot. The resident. <laughs> She's just chilling. She's so stinking cute. She's a little toasted marshmallow of fluff. Um <laughs> so I've been wanting to have this conversation with you for a long time. Like I know you very well and you know, and I know a lot about your story, but I think your I think your story is extremely not only fascinating, but it's inspiring. You know what I was thinking is that you started doing my nails I think like right when Yes, so I got to see you through this. I met my daughter. Yes. Yeah. It was Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got to start, like, I got to see you kind of through this process, like, I mean, in the highs and the lows. And yeah. And so I think this is, I think your story is just, it's amazing. And I think more people need to hear it because, um, you know, we're talking about adoption. And I think people think it's very unattainable or it's extremely, extremely impossible. And mm-hmm. I think that your story can attest to the difficulties, but it can also, it's it's such a testimony to the joys and and the reason why it's such an amazing amazing gift yeah. not just for you but for obviously for your daughter and for mm-hmm. you know for these kids so i'm super pumped about this and i know mm-hmm. i've i've talked to a lot of friends that are really excited about this episode because Good. they're they're considering adoption and so i think your perspective is is needed yeah i think that i think it's something that i don't think about 
yeah. like anymore. I mean, yeah. it's not that I don't think about it, but it's just one of those like, um, yeah. it's just one of those things where you, um, you did it and you don't look at her in any different way. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, there's a lot of weird, you know, transitions that go along with the entire process. Yeah. So. Okay. So I want you to walk me through when you first met Kamaya mm-hmm. and, and what did that feel like? And how did you just know? Well, first of all, um, I was, I'll be 38 in November. I was 32, I think 32 or 33. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, disclaimer, I did not really want to be a parent. I, you know, yeah. I was single. I bought my dream house, had my dream career, all those things that like I'd worked so hard for. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like, it was not like a checklist that said, Oh, let me get married, have a child, right. adopt a child, any of those things. That right. was not like a priority. So, um, what, how that happened was through, um, my community and my nonprofit at Christmas every year. Um, and this is one of those things where you realize like every little thing that you do matters who you meet. Yes, it does. Um, and there's some type of plan associated with it, even if you don't see it at that time. But, um, I started a nonprofit and we do Christmas. Now it's up to like 300 kids, but we did Christmas at that time that year. I believe there was maybe 40 or 50, um, kids. And, um, one of my mentors was the president of the NAACP in Nashville. And he called me one afternoon and said, Hey, I have a friend. She's actually the vice president of the NAACP and she's got two girls that she's taking care of. Mm-hmm. And, um, she needs to get some gifts for them. Can we come by this afternoon? I was like, sure, fine. Just leave the kids at home. Because it's sensory overload in my house. There's toys everywhere. Right. Even though I didn't have kids or really care to have kids, like I love, I love oh, Chris. Yeah. I love like um, holidays and I just like yeah. kids. Um, and so they came to my house. Um, we call her Honey. Uh, they came to my house and um, I met her and and she had told me basically like I've already raised you know, my children, Mm -hmm. these are two girls that are in my home that, you know, basically someone, um, said, can you watch them for two weeks and two weeks turned into six months. And so she, I was like, Oh, let me see a picture. And I, I, I swear, like she pulled out her phone and, um, she showed me a picture of Kamaya and I was just like, I just like knew right then. It was the weirdest, like, strangest feeling because I didn't, that was not, like, wasn't planned. I even called my mom um, that night or the next day, and I'm always doing some crazy shit, so it's not, like, (laughs) abnormal for me to call and say, hey, mom, I'm on a plane. I'm going to Australia, and I'm like, I am going to, um, I'm going to adopt this little girl. I had no clue how. I mean, this was literally, like, within a day. Yeah. Um. And my parents pretty much questioned me on every little thing that I do, but that was like the one thing or the, right. it was strange. It was like the one time they weren't like, what are you thinking? You know? Wow. And so, um, which is so weird. Like they would even tell you that that's weird, <laughs> but, um, 
And it was just this feeling of, I didn't even know. I'd never even seen her. But anyways, the next day was, I believe it was Christmas Eve. And I called Honey and I was like, hey, do the girls need clothes? Like, what else can I help you with? I went to H&M at Opry Mills. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, of course, like every girl loves to shop for like little girls. Of course. Um, And so I bought all these clothes and I opened the door at Honey's house and she was a baby. She was still in diapers. I think she was, she had just turned two. Um, and she just like grabbed on my leg and like, that was like, that was kind of like it, um, from a, you know, this was supposed to, to be right. That's the fairy tale version of, of everything that, um, goes along with it. But I jumped right in, like from a, I started, you know, keeping her on the weekends and, um, and I told some people, Um, and there's a whole nother side to this and a lot, and that side to it was, you know, her birth mother. Right. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we can talk about that, but, um, I went to Ikea in Atlanta and, and got, you know, luckily my house, a little boy had lived in one of the rooms. And so, so it's really cool. Blue. She said blue was her favorite color. So I got a bed and I remember asking like, I think I remember asking her, like, do you, like, do you pee by yourself? Like, it was just like, I mean, you're two, all the things that, you know, normal, quote unquote, mothers, you know, you get a book and you read about it or you know you're going to have a baby or you know you want to adopt. Like, there's a process of learning. Yes. And it was like, um, look, I can run a meeting like nobody's business, but this, I don't really know, but it's interesting because you, um, your motherly instincts that you don't, I was just wondering about that. They just all of a sudden like kick in, man, like, Oh, okay. Well we have to potty train you or, you know, I remember the, the month after, we had a huge, it was that winter. We had like two huge snowstorms. Yeah, yeah. I was inside my house with her for like a week. Oh. Like, and it was great, but I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> what is going on here? But she's such a good kid. Like, I always say, like, if she wasn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I would do it. Like, I I think it's nurture plus nature. Yeah, um, yeah. But she she's always we've never i didn't have terrible twos like she's right. never been like terrible she's always been a, like i wait till she's she a high a school kid. and she's gonna be like crazy like i was. you definitely <laughs> you've definitely been raising her right we'll talk a little bit about that yeah. too because uh i think i think she's she's a, an amazing kid but so we've okay we've heard the fairy tale version here but mm-hmm. i want to know more about tell me more about the actual process so okay you've yeah. realized what you want to do What's next? Yeah. So in a normal situation, my lawyer has even said, said I had to go to two or three different lawyers before I could wow. fi- figure it out because what was going on in our case was um, I had, I ended up getting like Cheryl or Honey and I like kind of split time and everything and it was a gradual thing, but um, I had physical custody of her. Okay. But I did not have legal custody. So I couldn't take her to the doctor. Wow. Couldn't 
you know, register her for school with her name, like any of those things. And this was a two year period, but, um, because there's a process in order to, uh, terminate parental rights. Right. Um, and in our case, there were multiple potential fathers that had to be tracked down to serve oh papers to. Yeah. Um, and in our, um, in a normal case, what someone would do is they would reach out to an agency or they would go to the state. What I immediately did starting in April, so I met her in December and April, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and get foster parent certified. And the reason why I did that is because she was in my home and I never wanted anyone to come to me and say like, she's not in a fit home. Right. Um, and in that process, I got um, certified to have two kids in my house at, at any time. They have to come and do your home study. But with with when you become a foster parent, if you go through a nonprofit like Youth Villages, they'll cover your home study. They'll do all that for you. And then that's just, that's done. So no one could ever come to me and say, she's not in a quote unquote fit home. Right. Also in that process, um, since we were kind of in between or she was kind of stuck, she wasn't in the system, but she wasn't like out of the system. So what that means is there was no financial support or anything like that. So it was just raising her. Um, honey was raising her using her own money because she wasn't family. So, um, as far as our process goes, it's very unique, but I will say that there are a lot of kids that were in my daughter's case or that, you know, have the same similar right. situation where people are just raising them. Okay. I was dead set on doing it legally because I didn't want anyone to ever, you know, um, come back and, and say, but a little bit of background on her, um, her birth mother, whom I've never met, um, I've never seen her. Uh, I don't, or actually I have seen her a couple times, but, um, what happens is anytime you're adopting a child, the parents, even if it's through the state or, or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, the parents parental rights have to be terminated or they have to sign over their rights. Okay. And say, I'm giving up my rights to be their parent. Parental rights are typically terminated when the child is put in a situation which they call it neglect, you know. Okay. Um, or there's a there's a legal term for it. Um, and eventually that usually takes like a year, year and a half because they do want to give that parent every opportunity sure. to be with their child and their sure. child to be with their biological parents, which I completely agree with. Absolutely. But there's so many situations where, um, you know, when Kamaya was – a year and a half years old, she was in the middle of the road walking around while her oh my God. birth mother was passed out in a van. So there were tons of situations where it just, it wasn't going to work out. And I really, it breaks my heart because I, I hope and I pray and that, that I'm not the type of person where I would say you could never be in her life or, Sure. She's, she's going to ask questions. She already does ask questions. I'm very honest about it, but, um, the process was very long because of those technicalities of 
our particular situation. It ended up, um, also you have to do home study every year. I learned that because our adoption was almost finalized and my home study ended six days before. So they had to come back and do it like all again. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And a couple things, tips for, for that is making sure that, um, well, I'm a single woman, so no matter if you're a single woman or if you're married or, or whatnot, you can adopt a child. You have to show that you are financially stable mm-hmm. to provide for that child, that your home is safe and secure, right. um, which is kind of crazy because they don't do that for people when they have babies. <laughs> but to adopt That's true. them, you have to show all these things. Um, you're, um, you're physically healthy. Um, and it sounds really scary because I know when people start looking into it, they're like, oh gosh, this is, this is going to be awful. The home study, there's some things that are pretty awful, you know, keeping your medicine double locked in a cabinet. If you're going to be a foster parent, adoption is like 10 times easier. But of course I had to take the, I I took the, the harder route just to make sure that there would be no, okay, no problems. But, um, you know, making sure that your your home life is in order, that you're, um, and you can have a disability. You can even have, you know, you can have different things. You don't have to be this, they make it seem like you have to be this like perfect person, um, right. which is not true. The that's problem, awesome. I, I, mean, I, I think the problem awesome. why a lot of people don't do it is because they think like, oh, well, I can't do this or I don't make enough money or, you know. That's not the right. Case. There's too many kids that need to be in good homes. Like there's so many. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned youth villages. I mean, you know, we both, you know, d- volunteer right. time with them, mm-hmm. and I cannot speak enough about how amazing that they are. And yeah, you know, if you have the means and the desire to open up your home, mm-hmm. even just as a foster parent or whatever. I mean, yeah. there's, there's literally group homes for these kids that yeah. there's no room for them in foster care. And I think that these are the kids that often get forgotten about. Yeah. And that's, you know, when we talk about like adopting a kid, don't do it because like your number one goal or dream in life is being a mother or a parent because, right. um, or, you know, like you're going to place an order somewhere like, well, I want this child to have this, this, this. If, if you looked at my daughter on paper it would be like, holy mess. Like she's a wreck because of where she, the environment that she came from. Right. Labeled with, you know, <clears throat> she's had drugs in her system. She's been this, she's been that. Right. She's had this happen. Um, but she's, you know, they have categories. There's like level one, two, and three of what these children are based on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, but. I think that we all have issues and if they wrote me down on paper and talked about, you know, and labeled me as a number. Exactly. They labeled all of us like, Oh, exactly. We're as you know, children are going to always have things. Even if you give birth to them, like you're going to have issues. There are some things I would say though, like when I was a foster parent, I'm not doing it anymore, but I wouldn't have boys that were between the ages of, you know, eight and 12 in my home that have had either a history of, you know, um, sexual, you know, I I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word abuse, but like 
they've had issues where they've been sexually assaulted or they have sexually assaulted another younger younger child. I'm I'm just not equipped as a single woman right to handle that. I think it would be better if that child was in a home with Absolutely. you know, um a male role model and figure and it just Absolutely. didn't fit. So you do have to have to say like no, I'm not willing to take these particular cases because you're not the right fit for that child. Exactly. Um but um, another thing is, is like you, I don't know if you, have you seen these like, um, GoFundMe pages for adoptions? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, people say Jesus or God or, or the universe has called them to adopt. And I think that that's amazing because there are enough children in the world that need like so many homes and whatever it is that it takes. Um, but I also think that, like you said, there's, all these group homes everywhere. So many. That are right here in our own community, in our own backyard, um, and people who can help children that actually need help, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to go through all these, you know, red tapes, hoops, money. You, you, it's just kind of unnecessary, um, in my opinion. But, like I said... Right. There's no child that it takes everybody and every type of person. I personally just did not do. If I need help to pay for the adoption of my child, then I'm there's there's something else that I've, you know, how are you going to take care of them, in my opinion? Right. You know, like. Can I ask you a little bit about the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of the financial aspect yeah. of this? Can, can you give me an, a ballpark idea of, of what you actually spent as far as the adoption process itself, not in the care of Kamaya specifically, but just the adoption process? Um, typically, or the bill for my adoption yeah. was $18,000. Wow. Yeah. But that was the legal fee. And also the, okay. those, those fees are taxed like deductible right which is huge like that's, that's a, a lot. huge cre- or credit lot. i don't know i'm not a tax specialist okay um but i will say this um because of that because of the legal aspect from who's the father who's the mother right you, you have i don't i don't think judge smith had seen anyone ever in his courtroom that it had physical custody of a child for two years, but not legal custody. Typically, it's a mother or it's a grandparent or a sure. cousin. Um, it's not like some people might look at it and say, oh, well, honey just gave her away. No. Honey and I made an agreement that she was going to raise my sister. I would raise. I mean, I have a whole new family now because of which because is incredible. of this. Like I have I have two families. You know, on Sunday, I'll go to my parents' house and then I go to Honey's and I'll sit on the couch, you know? So we have, I have a new family. So, um, that was not the situation, but on paper, right? You know, you have to explain how, how this child ended up like in your house. So Mm -hmm. there was no, um, there was, there was no, there was no connection there. And you had to draw that, you had to draw a picture. And so, through that process, it was pretty like horrendous. And you don't know where these potential fathers are. Right. So you have to publish it in the newspaper and wait a certain amount of time. It's just a, um, it's a long process, but from an expense standpoint, 
yeah, that could get pretty expensive. If you go through a nonprofit or if you go through, I don't know what these, you know, private, it's a private for-profit agencies a lot of times will, you know, um, and and maybe even nonprofit too. It still costs a lot of money. But youth villages, the state of Tennessee, any state, like they are sitting there waiting Mm -hmm. for someone to come help. And Kamaya would have been in that system. Absolutely. At at some point, you right, know, if someone right. wouldn't have stepped up, you know, and, and Kamaya's sister, they're still going through the process and it's been, Oh my gosh, four or five years. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I think that shows you, I mean, like it can be, I mean, yeah, sure. It can be an expensive process, process, yeah. but there are, it other... shouldn't, my process should not have been right. If it were, you know, through, but it could have cost me 10,000 more dollars for a home study. Wow. You know, and to do all these other things, the physical, all these things, if I went through someone else, but I did go through youth villages and really it didn't cost me like, you know, um, it didn't really cost me that much. I'm going to say $18,000. That's what my bill was. Right, right, right. (coughs) Yeah. But. Okay. In the scheme of things. And how long did this process take? From finish to end, probably two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and honestly, like, I feel like, I mean, it, that can obviously take longer for multiple reasons yeah. too. So, I mean, I mean every, every single, story's different. Like, there's, I mean, I could go on and on about the bullshit that goes along with things from, from a discriminatory aspect. Well, that's something else I want to talk about. Cause I yeah. think, you know, I, you know, I know, I know. I have friends that are also, you know, they're single and, you know, they mm-hmm. have thought about doing this, but it's a very daunting process. So what would you say to someone who is single, but also has that desire like you? You know, um, like I said, I didn't really have that like desire to do right. to, it just, I became a mom right. and I wouldn't change it like for the world. I guess it's kind of like when someone gets pregnant, right? And it was unexpected. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Well, okay. Here we go. Um, here we go. <laughs> um, but I would say trust your instinct on if you're ready or not. Okay. If you don't feel like you're ready. There's That's okay. Don't, don't like jump into something, whether it be your, um, you know, your financial situation. Mm-hmm. Like I was at a point where I was fine um, and – you know, you've learned after a while that having children does cost a little bit more money. Um, but you make adjustments. I don't go out all the time. Like I don't, right. You know, I don't buy red bottom shoes all the time. You know, I don't spend money on the things that I used to spend money on, but, um, I would say just trust your instinct on it. And also don't use your relationships as a reason to do it or not to do it. Mm. Okay. Um, because you could be, you know, if you're in a relationship right now with someone, you need to make sure that you guys are on the same page. Right. Because you might marry that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and or you may not marry that person and you didn't do it because of this one particular person. Follow like your instinct when it comes to those things, because I will say this much like having a child as a single woman is like your biggest like bullshit detector of all time because <laughs> I when, believe that when a guy you know and especially because they don't know that Kamaya is obviously she's biracial 
mm-hmm. but we have the same color eyes. Like, you know, um, I've dated black men. So if someone saw me, sees me with Kamaya, right. they don't think like that's not my child. Like, right. Or that, that I didn't give, you know, birth to her. Right. And so it's interesting because you really learn about other people when you say, you know, you're a, not just a single mom, but a solo mom, like doing it on your own. You can't right. go on dates. You can't, you know, you can go on dates, but who's going to watch your child? You know, right. All those things that you used to do with freedom and flexibility. She's not going to anybody's house on her to her dad's house on the weekend. Right. You know, well, and it says a lot about, you know, you and your character and who you are, that you made the choice to mm-hmm. do that you know, know. on your own, you know, like knowing that. And I think that could probably, that's probably scary as shit to some dude that ain't got his shit together. (laughs) Uh, Let me tell you, um, I really, really, um, cared about a guy and it was interesting because he, at this point, like he wasn't sure about it. And I was like, what? Like, And then I had to think about it and really say, like, you know what? I can get it because whoever I'm going to marry, welcome to the family. Like, now you're a dad. You know, it's not like she has a a stepfather or or she's got, you know, she's got a dad. Like, no, you are stepping into me and her. So I realized, like, that's not for everybody. And at first I was like, what do you mean? Like, how how do you not want this? You know, like. Right. And then you're like, wait, you know what? I get it. You know, so you can't take offense to someone saying like, this is not like really my gig. I'm not interested in it. Sure. Which, yeah, that, that has happened. Has there ever been anyone in your life, whether that's a friend or family member that questioned your decision, like in, in a, in a bad way uh, and, and was, and they, maybe they weren't super supportive of you doing this on your own. No, honestly. That's awesome. I've never heard anyone um no, I don't think so. I don't think even in the like online stalker world like no. What is funny though is that I was such kind of a party girl. Mhm. And um I was, you know, I was just a party girl, wild out whatever. Since I got my daughter and since we've been together, a few friends that, you know, quote unquote, weren't allowed to hang out with me or mm-hmm. they felt like I was too, or their husbands might not like, <laughs> like them hanging out with me. It's so funny because one of them actually came back to me and said, you know, I really hope our kids can meet each other and oh. this kind of shit. And I was like, uh, no, no, like, thank no you. don't think so. <laughs> I am totally cool. Like we're fine, whatever. We had our spatter issue, but no, I don't know. I don't want my my child around you, like yeah, and no your thanks. children. No, but best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like oh well, now you, you know, traded your Mercedes for you know a Tahoe. We right. could go to the park together. Like, like no, uh, bitch. Like no, no, you can keep that. Yeah, keep it. no. So I mean, it's funny because people look at you like suddenly you you've grown up but you know what like in a way you do grow up but you still it's important as a single woman 
just like as it is when you're married. And when you're married and you have kids, you have to like keep your identity and be who you are. And, um, you know, I think I worried a lot like because of that. I don't want to say because of like my party girl background or anything. Right. People be like, oh, she she's going to be a terrible mom. Um, actually, it's funny. Um, my ex 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 boyfriend, who I'm still friends with, this was probably two years ago. He called me, and we're still super cool. He lives like he lives in Miami and in Nashville, but he called me. He's like, "You won't believe this," and I was like, "What?" He said, "I was at a party, and I don't even know where they were. I was at a party, and this guy starts talking about you." And says, yeah, she, or there were some girls that were talking about me like, oh my God, that's so great. She has a nonprofit and she's adopted this daughter. And then this guy who was a friend, I thought he was a friend, a friend of mine who was like, oh, she's wild as hell. Like she used to date so-and-so and so-and-so and, and, you know, people that, um, that I didn't really I, I don't want to say that I dated them, but like, yeah, I was associated with them and they're, you know, in the NFL and, and they've done this right. and they're that. And, and so he just thought it was so funny because when he told me who it was that was talking about me, I was like, that was like my homeboy. And like, yeah. he's sitting there like oh putting my, my business out saying like, I'm a crap mom because, you know, of whoever it was that like I used to date. And so, Oh my God, it's pretty, uh, at sometimes it could be you, the whole judgment aspect of who you are and who you still should continue to be, but also transitioning like into, you know, motherhood yeah. and being single and being okay with, you know, who you are and who you date or you don't date or, well, I mean, it's yeah. just like with, you know, if, if you've got a married couple, like you look at it as, you know, you tell them to have date night or whatever, mm-hmm. like, because they need to still have that relationship separate of the child. And it's the same thing if it's you, like, you yeah. still need to have a relationship with yourself. And I think what he had said was like, I can't believe they let her <laughs> adopt a kid, you know, oh, like, my God. I was like, really? That's the only thing negative. Wow. Needless to say, he apologized 18 times and I still, I don't even talk to him because I'm like, bye. Like, no, I don't trust you. Mm -mm. I don't like, especially. Yeah. But I think that's what he said. Like, I can't believe they let her, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I haven't gotten really any. I've read a lot of things because I think there's some legislation that they're trying to prevent or some nonprofits or Christian based um, nonprofits are not approving um, LG. How do you say LGBT? I always get that. LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Letting um, people of same sex marriages adopt right. children and also single people. Wow. And so I'm like, you know, in a way, I think that that's, you know, awful and terrible, but right. that's their right. They can do that. Right. Again, there's tons of kids, you know, it's not like, you know, you can't find a child to adopt. There's, there's tons of kids that need homes, loving homes. And I feel like that whether it be, you know, same sex marriage adoption, a thing, kids just need somebody that just freaking loves them. And like, I love my kid. She's, she's, um, she's awesome. 
And Absolutely. people brag about how great she is. <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, like I can take some, I, I'll pat myself on the back for some of that, but she really is just like a good kid. So, so for example, okay. So one of my friends, uh, she is you know, at, at, in the process of, this is something she's considering, right. As, as an option. Um, and what would you say to someone like that, that maybe is like, okay, I, want to have the baby experience and like oh, I want to yeah. have a I want to have the the that whole process like not necessarily the pregnancy part of yeah. it but raising a, like a baby I want an infant right and I feel like that that's a that that is a very common thing I yeah. think a lot of I think a lot of women kind of go through that process but since you did not get right. Maya as an infant what would you say to those people I would say that follow your gut but also don't don't ever cancel out an idea because of what this dream is like in your head right. of whether it's giving birth to a child, right. whether it's, you know, adopting an infant or a two-year-old or a five-year-old because you might meet that child and you'll know, like you just kind of will know. I think, yeah. I mean, I feel like that. I think that's true. Um, yeah. And then also there's some cases where you think, you know, and then it's just not a good fit. Sure. But, and whether that's an infant, you might think, you know, especially if you're a single woman, I skipped the whole, I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change it. My, I, I didn't have to go through, come I never really cried, like from a, a baby standpoint. And I have friends that have baby babies and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> how do you do this? Are you kidding? Like. Bless your heart, because yeah. the terrible twos is nothing, you know? So, right. like, I didn't, like, even even when you see, quote, unquote, terrible twos, I'm okay with that a lot more than, like, you know, the scream is full on whale. Yeah, yeah, so, like, don't, and watch. Like, I know, I'll, I mean, I would like to have another child, like, um, sure. give birth to a child, but, and I'll, I'll have to deal with that. <laughs> Right. Screaming and whatnot, but don't shut yourself off from from another opportunity or exploring a different idea. And that's what they teach you if you go through a foster care program. Okay. They go through with you. You know, I really think that anybody that has a child, gives birth to a child, should have to go through this program because yeah. there's no manual to be a parent. Sure. No, no, Period. not at all here, like, here's your baby go, you know, there's all these books and there's Instagram and all this kind of crap, but are people thinking they know what the, there's really isn't. But when you go through these foster care programs, um, through the state or any nonprofit, you have to learn about personalities, right? Different discipline techniques. Okay. How to treat your child in certain situations, like things that I never would have thought of if you would, if I would have, you know, just had a baby. Right. Even if I read books, like, um, and they have science behind it on yeah. the reasons why you should do this, this, and this. And you think, like, they put you in scenarios, like, what would you do, you know, in this situation? And you've okay. got this child in this situation, you know, do you take the child out of, you know, schools and move school? Like, all these different scenarios that parents, no matter what, are going to have to go through at some point right. that they don't teach you when you just have a baby. So 
going through, I would say, don't, don't just shut something off. Go through one of these programs. They last like six weeks. Okay. You can do it on Saturdays from nine to noon or something like that. Okay. Um, I think it's six weeks. I'm not even, I can't even remember. It's been four years now, but you go every Saturday, you get certified, but not even just the certification part. It's the learning part where I was like, oh, well, okay, this makes sense. Or, right. you know, um, you and you even look back on your own childhood and you learn the things that yeah. you're going to do differently, you know, and you learn the things right. that your parents did right and the things that they did completely wrong. Right. And you realize, well, this is why I'm so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the cycle ends here. Yes. Oh yes. my so gosh. I, I think a lot of the way that I raised yeah. Kamaya has to do with the fact that I kind of got a little right. bit of like teaching. So. Right. I think that's awesome. And so, like, going through the foster process, mm-hmm. that is not a foster dog, by that the way. Is that is, that's, that's my baby. That's baby. <laughs> I don't have human babies. I right. just have fur babies. Um, but. So foster going through that and, and, but, and dog babies count too. <laughs> <laughs> going through that foster process is something like that you can, I, I feel like, I mean, that's a great way to figure out n- number one. Are, yeah. are you ready for this? You know, I mean, <laughs> and, and you might realize that we actually, um, I came so close to fostering to adopt a 15 year old girl. I think I told you that she was in one yeah. of the group homes with youth villages. Yes. And, um, some things that happened and she ended up going back with her mom, but I was ready to take her in, man. I was going to have like, you know, I had to get her a car and, um, and it was so sad because it was a lesson in, in that whole process of thinking this is going to happen. And then it didn't. didn't. And I think that that's something I didn't experience. I knew right from the beginning. And I think I just... I have a Facebook friend who she's, I think I saw she just turned 30. She's got two girls of her own. She's married now. Okay. And somehow she ended up with a little boy in her home who was not family. The state wasn't helping them. Kind of the same situation. Okay. Unlike my situation where the mother did not, you know, things just weren't going good for her. We have no clue where she's at. This mother got her, you know, she was getting herself together and the child, she was completely attached to that child Mm. and he ended up going back. I don't even think he even went back to his mom. The mother wanted him in a foster home closer to her. Wow. Whether it was good for him or not. And she was devastated. Of course. I think she's probably, she'll be devastated the rest of her life. And so you have to kind of prepare yourself. Um, That did happen to me, like with, with this older child. And I, with her being a teenager, like I can't even imagine what her childhood was like. And I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. I'm gonna have a house full of girls, you know, like, yeah. And so you do have to kind of set yourself up for that if you go that foster to adopt route right even if you go um you know i used to do respite a lot that's probably a great place to start where you just have kids on the weekends that Mm -hmm. the foster parents need Mm -hmm. a break that's a good place to start too then you can just kind of see from an age standpoint like absolutely i had twin babies 
one weekend and they oh were so gosh. cute. Like I love them, but I was like, see you later. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love you, but this is a lot for yes. me. Like with Kamaya. Uh, yes. 100%. And then that's when I got, and I, that's when I got to the point in my life where I was being way too, I was taking on too much. Yeah. So another thing is, is like, I was, I didn't realize the toll that it would take on me. Like emotionally. I was going to say, you're going to have, I feel like to go through any kind of adoption process or, I mean, shit, parenting in general, you've got Mm -hmm. to, you've got to be emotionally prepared. And right after that, I lost my job that I'd had for like 12 and a half years. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but, um, all these things just Mm -hmm. started to happen. More people needed me. And I was right. less available, like, to myself. And so, what do they say? Um, I think I think what I heard yesterday was something about being busy mm-hmm. and wasting, or if you're if you're enjoying wasting time, it's not wasting time. Absolutely. And so, I went from this point Absolutely. of being so, so busy to where I was like, I'm selling my house, we're going to downsize, we're going to travel some and enjoy, like life and now she's starting first grade again and I'm ready like or kindergarten she did kindergarten last year doing the whole room mom thing Mm -hmm. um I've been lucky and grateful and I worked my ass off for 13 years where I could take some time off to yeah to to be in that place where most people don't have that like right I don't want to say luxury because I paid for it like absolutely in so many different ways um, but it has been, you know, a luxury to like to be with her. So balance is very hard sure. um, in any um, capacity. But if you don't take care of your fr- yourself first, then yes, she'll your children see that. Like, you know, oh yeah, she just um, yeah, they see that. So I want to talk a little bit about Kamaya actually. So mm-hmm. she is. Number one, she's just such a bright and just she's just such a great kid. Like, I mean, yeah, this this kid is out here like she's preaching on <laughs> on, know, in, right? on the Instagrams. Like you've got her on there like where she's talking oh about like, you know, you being like enough. Basically, she said, and she's you so be smart. you. What did she say? She was like, yes. what if I wanted to be? <laughs> Wait, what did she say? You know, what if Betty, who's our dog, what if Betty wanted to be a human? And what if, you know, she's just going to have to wait till Halloween and she can dress <laughs> up like a human. And then she says, what if I want to be older? I just have to wait my ages. <laughs> she is such yeah. a, a wise kid. It's I, like, funny. I love it. But so I'm curious because I do like, I mean, you've been pretty open with her about everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously she's there, so she knows. So yeah. You know, has there been any of this that she has struggled with? Um, I don't think so. Well, I'll take that back. She's just started this. Um, I don't know why, but we go eat Mexican food mm-hmm. <laughs> usually once a week at our favorite place mm-hmm. in East Nashville. And she said probably a couple weeks ago, Mom, I really want you to get married. So... When we go eat Mexican food, I can sit with my dad and you can like sit by yourself. Oh. And I'm like, what? 
And I just start laughing like, what are you talking about? Um, so I think, I think she, but most of the time she says, no, I don't want to get married. I'm happy. I like us together. I like the dog. We don't need anyone else. And right. I don't want her to, The she's never seen me with anyone. She's never seen me like hug a guy. She's never seen me give affection to anyone, which for the longest time I was like, good. She doesn't need to like, um, right. Which sometimes I look back and I say like, that's pretty sad, like that she hasn't seen like her own mom. Right. Not that I haven't. It's just that I've been so protective because of abandonment issues that I think that will happen to her later on in life. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Yeah. But when you're, you're, you know, zero to two, that's an, a critical point of your life where things yes. happen that you don't know they happen, but they're subconsciously oh, yeah. like inside of you. So. I don't want anyone to be around her that could potentially like leave her later on. She needs of to have course. stable people. And yeah. so I've been pretty protective over her um, energy because of that. Yeah. And no matter what, I always tell her like, you know, I'll never leave you. Like I'm never going anywhere. And that's why she's so independent. I love that. Because she knows like, this is my mom. Like she's not going anywhere so i don't think she's we've got to the point yet um where she's she's very headstrong she's very um she does not like makeup which is crazy she doesn't like definitely not you girl oh man (laughs) this is like the lesson that's why she's talking about when she does her little preachy thing is like be who you are Uh uh-huh because i don't I don't like princesses. I've never liked them. And I think some of that stems from that. I've never been like this. I think Cinderella is bullshit. Like that whole story is such bullshit. It's the worst story on earth. And so she's heard me say that since we were little, like we don't read, we don't read that crap. Like I'm just not going to do it. Um, But like her cousins do. And I feel like sometimes subliminally, my mom like will throw uh-huh. in the Elsa costume and I'm like, that's fine. I'm not going to tell her like what to like and not like. Right. Um, but she's very, she's not into the every now and then I'll catch her. Like she's like, Oh, got the nail polish or lipstick or whatever. I'm like, yes. <laughs> do you want to get Ulta? <laughs> like, but I let's do a makeover. Yeah, come on. Like, come on, let's play dress up. But so I, I definitely like try to let her, but yeah, she wanted to be the Little Mermaid at her graduation Aww. for kindergarten, and I was like, "Okay, like, yeah, like, I can work with this." Really, <laughs> it's because we love the ocean. The like, she on. loves the ocean, and I love it. So if she's gonna Aww. be a like That's any type sweet. of quote unquote princess, like she likes. So um, now I don't think she's the the Aww. struggles haven't been um so bad for her yet, but I know like. And you're, you know, you, know, you, you expect that, like you, you're prepared yeah. that, you know, she may have some, you know, like you said, abandonment issues that may arise and yeah. And, and you're, you're prepared for that. You're planning. And for I it, think kinda. no matter what, like who I put like in her life or decide in my life, like they have to be confident with her, with me, with us and like, sure. just love the shit out of both of us. So absolutely. Well, I mean, that's how it should be just yeah in general in yeah. life. And guys, like, that's, like I said, especially at my age, being 38, I mean, I meet guys that are 
a little bit older, they've already raised their kids. Right. You know, it's like right. they're not. And I get it. Like they're not interested in, you know. Sure. Picking it up. But, you know, they weren't meant to be. But that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. What do you hope that your legacy as a mother will be to Kamaya? Oh, my. Hmm. I want her to remember me as someone that allowed her to be who she is, Mm -hmm. but also pushed her to her highest like potential. Yeah. I don't, I don't want her to just think like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this and I'll be like average at it. I'm gonna, I'm always push her to be better, but also realize that she's enough as she is. Yeah. And she doesn't, um, she's in, she's lovable. You know, like there's yes. no reason for her to ever feel like that she's not loved or lovable because I think that in her situation, there'll be a time where she's going to think, why didn't anyone want me? Was I not good enough? Right. Did they not love me? Right. You know, and I mean, I had came from a loving family, but I still have those questions if I was good enough or or whatnot. So um, there may be some deeper layers to that. Mm -hmm. So I want her to remember me as someone that like freaking showed her the world, like had a blast, like where she could, I was just counting. I think she's been on her like 85th plane ride. Wow. This weekend, because I write them all down or this past you know, two weekends ago wow. where she's like, I had a really good life, like a good childhood. It was fun. And I think that that's what I want her to like, remember. I don't, I don't think that she's ever, I don't think I watched one of those videos last night as I didn't sleep where it's like your parents shouldn't love you for how much money you make, what type of car you drive. The measurement should be how much you love them, your children, and how much your children love you. Like, period. Like, that's it. You know? But I will put her in her place, like, really quick if she needs to be. Well, you know, something that you mentioned, like, you you know, you don't really buy into, like, all the Cinderella BS as far as, like, role models, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But something I love about what you've done is you have – involved her mm-hmm. in your endeavors with Project Nina, which is your yeah. nonprofit, you know. Um, and I feel like she's getting such a good view of not just the world, but like her community, like her direct community yeah. and how she can affect it. Well, I don't I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. Like we just kind of do. It, you just do it. Exactly. We don't talk about where the great places that we're going. We just go. Yeah. Because I don't want her to think like it's any different than when she's older, right. she wants to go to Singapore, go to Singapore. Yeah. You know, um, my, my dad always says like, when I get, when she gets older, I'll understand, you know, the worry. If I have to worry about my child when they get older, then that means that I kind of made some mistakes. Like, right. I want her to go and do and be who she wants to be based off of the experiences that I gave her. Yeah. Or that we built together. And that she wanted to do or what she didn't want to do. That's why yeah. I asked her yesterday, do you want to do soccer? I don't give a shit if she does soccer. 
Right. I like her to do it because it's good for group, you know, team building and things like that. But if she didn't want to, like, let's explore what it is that you really like and enjoy and figure that out versus this is the norm or this is what you're supposed to do. So I hope that I hope that she evolves into like who it is that she is supposed to be and not what anyone else wants her wants her to be. And Absolutely. like I said, I think that a lot of parents get so caught up in what their kids are going to be and their accomplishments mm-hmm. and how, you know, well, my kid's going to, you know, Yale or Harvard or whatever. And, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. It's, Mm-mm. are they happy? Like, are they genuinely happy, you know, working in the flower shop? Or are they happy being a doctor, being a, a lawyer or, you know, being an artist yeah. or whatever it is that they're going to do versus what everyone else like sees them as. Right. 100%. So, uh, do you want to maybe mention a little bit about uh, project Nina and, and tell people about this? Because yeah. I mean, I know you've got needs coming up with, with that. Mm-hmm. So how, you know what it is and how people can get involved. Well, basically what it is is, Nina stands for, it's not my name. People call me be like, is Nina there? I'm like, I am not Nina. Um, <laughs> it's Northeast Nashville Alliance. That's kind of what the synonym is. Synonym or what do you what acronym? Acronym, acronym is. <laughs> and um, basically every year we do a lot of things throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I don't really like advertise and talk about it because most of the time it's people's personal situations. But mm-hmm. um at Christmas, we do um, Christmas for like 300 kids. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always your story about. I know. About how that evolved with you. But you can tell that story. Yeah, we'll you know definitely. what? That's a story to tell. Um, but and I've just gotten to know people that live in my neighborhood over the years. And obviously, that's how I got my found my daughter, but, mm-hmm. um, we do Christmas presents for all the kids, basic necessities, jackets, coats, and, um, clothing and toys and whatnot. And it's a little bit different cause it is so personalized. Yes. Kind of like the angel tree, but not like the angel tree because it all kind of comes through me. But this year I'm thinking we're probably going to do a little bit differently. Okay. Um, and we hopefully will partner with some other organizations to have awesome. a party, which we've never done because I don't like making it this huge like PR. Like I want, I don't want right. the kids to feel like weird about it, and also the parents. Yeah. Um, because that is sensitive. Like, sure it is. You know, it's not like uh, we like to give the parents ownership of the yes. gifts and allow them to put them under the tree and wrap them versus, which is what I love. Yeah. I, I like to do that versus, you know, giving the kids stuff from other yeah. people and making them feel my dad grew up poor. And so he always said it made him feel weird when he went to places and people just gave him stuff. So yeah, we're a little bit more sensitive to those things. Absolutely. Um, my goal at the beginning was that no one, that we didn't have to do, you know, a gift drive every year because that means yeah. people are coming more self-sustaining. Yes. They can go, um, you know, and a lot of, 
our families have, like the situation where you met a girl. Oh, okay. So I feel like we often don't get to see the difference that is made. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we don't often get to see it, but um, I was shopping for my Nina kids um, Mm -hmm. at Old Navy on Black Friday out at the um, Nashville West Shopping Center. And I was checking out and the cashier made a like just kind of a, you know, a comment about some of the stuff that I had gotten. Um, oh, you know, you got some great deals or whatever. And I was like, yeah, my my I'm here shopping for my my project Nina kids and they're going to be so happy. And she like just this look came over her Aww. face and she was like, oh, my God, do you know that if it wasn't for Project Nina that my kids wouldn't have had a Christmas? Oh, that made me cry. Uh, it was just unreal. And so we connected over that, and she yeah. was just – she was amazing. And and just to hear what a difference it made. So I was able to be able to tell you yeah. because, again, like sometimes you just don't get you to, don't see, get to the see the it. full picture. I don't. I'm going crazy. I right. get – I'm so stressed. I honestly do not like Christmas time because – I can't like I cannot deal. I just I just get so overwhelmed because I like everything. I love to do things for other people. Yeah, and you know it gets to be. I didn't have a child right years ago. Now it's like Christmas Eve, and I'm like, oh damn, I gotta go get her Christmas presents. But you know, in in her situation, she was going through divorce. Absolutely, she was a new single mom. She was working Mm -hmm. at Old Navy. She was working at four or five places. And she didn't need us the next year. She's like, I'm good. I emailed her just like I do everybody else. I'm so like, hey, what's up? Awesome. She's like, no, I'm good. I'm I like, love it. Go girl. Like she bought a house and and, and love it. got her like self together. So a lot of it is, you know, situations where there it's last minute, something's happened and they just right. need like a little bit of help. And we've got our partners over the years. I mean, like it's just been amazing. Tons of different you know celebrities from jake owen i kind of like went down from the celebrity stuff because it just gets so out of you know jake did was super nice but you know i've had situations where people want to stamp their name on it and then like they're not they don't do anything so i'm like i don't need your i would rather call my friends and family and get you know and and organically grow a group of people that actually care than you putting your name somewhere when you really just didn't do anything at all. So I, the past couple of years, I've just kind of kept it, you know, really small. And well, I don't want to say small because it's huge every year. It's huge. But it's like, we did it with 30 kids in my basement, you know, and accomplished it. And every year somebody steps up, um, oh yeah, you know, new and more, and and it just it always works out. I don't ever really worry about it. Yeah, sometimes I do like on Giving Tuesday because I really just don't like raising money. But this past year, um, or three years ago, Marcus Mariota, yeah, had, had always helped us. His his mom, and the reason why I, they would probably be so mad if they knew that I was telling the story, but like three years ago. They had sponsored a couple kids, and his mom brought everything over to the house, Mm -hmm. his mom and dad, and they're so sweet. And she called me 20 minutes later. She says, Lindsay, I am so sorry. I left the socks at Target. I'm going to go back and get them and bring them to you. I'm like, what? 
Like, oh. it's cool. Like, we can handle the socks. She's like, no, 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 no. And she brought socks, like, all the way back to the house. That's so sweet. Well, I didn't hear from them for, like, two years. And I thought, well, you know what? Like, there's so many things going on. Sure. I never, I never reach out to someone like that and just. Right. That I don't, you know. No, I don't want to do that. Like, if they feel called to help, they will. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a phone call, like, six months ago. Six months ago. In like February from this guy in Cleveland and he's like, this is, you know, Marcus Mariota's foundation or whatever. And she's like, he's like, I'm just following up because we have sent checks two years in a row and they just haven't been cashed. And I'm like, what? They were going to my old house. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, oh my God. First of all, I'm so sorry because yeah, clearly I moved. Right. And we got a PO box and all that kind of stuff. But I was like what do I do? And he was like, Oh, don't worry. We'll just cut you a check for both of those two years. And like, thank you. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. So that's incredible. We're already ahead for like Christmas, like this year. But I love that. They like chased me down because, and you know, someone that's a seasoned fundraiser, they've probably already called him 15 times. Like, where's the money? But I don't like, that's just not what it's been about. No, like I don't make any money. It's like just, for for people like that want to give and have yeah. a heart like but know. that's what I like I, I love because I mean again like with 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 Kamaya that I've been able to see you grow with yeah. this and be a part of it which has been so awesome um but and she loves it like now she has like she totally still believes she's I obsessed with Santa Claus um it's so cute it's annoying <laughs> like i'm so over him i'm like go away like can't we not figure another the tooth fairy something um but no she loves it and she loves i just like the holidays period like yeah i like to put my tree up and yeah i'll do that like in november yep me too. I really like, I just love like the holiday and I try to do that before I get so crazy Yeah, and then I hate it. Right. I'm like, okay, let's, let's make this like over last year on our way home from the like pickup drop off. Mm-hmm. We're leaving the church. We do it out of this church and there's a dog. So we ended up leaving with a dog like a bass i think it was like a basset hound so i was like i cannot i'm going to lose it how in the hell did we just finish this and i've got a dirty dog like in my car i mean it was awful like and that dog ended up getting out of my backyard someone found the dog well the dog ended up getting adopted and it's at home and everything but it was just like Oh my god! Like, oh my god! No, this is not. We do not need another dog. <laughs> and it was at the church where I found Katie, my other dog. So I was like, I uh-huh. can't leave the dog here. So uh. I literally have got dogs, like kids. <laughs> like, this just this guy. But stop. that's what I love about. I mean, you as a person, but also you as a mom, is that you're you're showing her how uh. she can be. Not like I get, she can be a member of her community. You can't leave the dog. So funny that you said that because we were in Belize last week and we're sitting at this great restaurant <laughs> and this dog who has a collar on, um, dogs walk around everywhere there. So like okay. the dog could walk all the way down the street. It's got a collar. Everybody knows who that dog's owner is. It's just yeah. kind of a cultural thing on an island. 
and she just starts bawling. And I'm like, what is wrong? And she's like, I think that that dog doesn't have a home. And I was like, no, he's fine. He lives across the street. And I, and I made like the bartenders and the servers tell her like, this is Otis. And he lives over here. And then she was fine. But like, she just like, she is very kind of matter of fact. I don't want to say that she's cold. She's very matter of fact. It'll take her a year to remember your name. But like if somebody or like, or if she sees a dog, probably a dog more than like a human, just mm-hmm. because I feel that way about life too. Like dogs. Yes. Are dogs everything. are life. Yeah. Um, she just can't like, she can't let it go. Like she's obsessed with. I with, love that. But dogs. she's so compassionate and yeah i just i mean you're just doing such an awesome job with creating a person that is going that is that is a compassionate loving human i know i'm just excited to pick her up from school after today some days i'm like oh dang it (laughs) (laughs) now i'm like you guys she's really cool i love that you are also very real about that too like because i I mean obviously you love your daughter and you love to be with her but I think like some people get real wrapped up in this oh you know like it's okay to yeah to want some alone time and that's okay like you know I think give people give yourself room and give other people room you know to to feel that way I don't if you don't by all means dropping my kid off to my parents or honey or having a sitter Friday night my girlfriend her husband plays for blues traveler Mm mm-hmm in the van and so she was like i have one extra ticket do you want to go call my sitter like hey can you she's like well we're going to Chuck E. cheese i'm like do you want to come pick her up <laughs> she's right here i here do, you know is. you have to like you you have to yeah. be okay with that and your kid also needs to be okay with that otherwise you'll have you know your kid needs to know that like you need space yeah You're, you need space too you know absolutely they have to respect it's a mutual respect between we have a really good mutual respect now that I think about it. Like sometimes I, think I love of, that. Though. Sometimes I think about the way that she talks to me mm-hmm. and I'm like, hold up. Am I talking to her or like, or is she talking to me? Right. Because we talk to each other in this like, I love that like way where I bet if anybody else heard the way that she talks to me, they'd be like, she is so like rude like how did she why did she say that and then for me I'm just like we're kind of just that's just kind of like our little world like she's more grown up than me in a lot of situations like she's like you left this in the car and you know I'm like you're right that's why you know when you leave your lunchbox in the car I can't like be like I can't believe you left your I mean I leave stuff everywhere so (laughs) there are these things where like she reminds me like, oh, you're right. I can't, can't give you shit over that because you've yeah. probably watched me do that. Like, you know, if it's something I leave things everywhere. So if she's forgetful, it reminds me to like have a little bit of like yeah. grace and empathy about things that I normally yeah. would be like, what is, and I love I be mad about. I love that you like, you know, that, that she knows that you need your time. You know, and, and that kind of thing. Because yeah. I think that you're also teaching her boundaries. Mm-hmm. And boundaries are important as kids. Yeah. And I think people don't realize just how important boundary setting is when they're kids. Yeah. Like the whole bed sleep, co-sleeping and stuff. Right. No. No, ma'am. 
<laughs> You're like, I don't want a no, part of this. <laughs> no. Sorry. But um, I will say that this past summer or when we travel, we always sleep in the same bed. Aww. And this past summer, I'm like, you know, we have our puppy. Like, okay. But if I immediately say, like, go back to your bed, there's no debating. Like, yeah, she's I'm like, cool. going to tell you, like, yeah. you're going to your bed. There's no, like, whining about it. Um, some days I do like to, she always comes in the morning and, like, gets in the bed. Um, and I will say that adopting a child or even being a single mom, like, it totally pulls your hoe card. Like, there's no boys, like... <laughs> Your, your hoe card, you're like, well, you want to come over? Like, it just does not happen. No more. I think especially when they are, I don't know, like, oh God, when they're two, maybe, uh, that's, it depends on what their sleep schedule is like. Right, like, right, right, you know, right. Kids yeah. that wake up in the middle of the night, like, like, don't yep. even play that because you are not trying to be superwoman. Jumping no. over the bed, hiding some random... Not e- it, yeah. not even if it is random, like some dude in your bed. So the hoe card. Got to go. It's just got to go. Like the hoe got to go. You know, the the <laughs> hoe has got to go. And you can um, now, you know, when they go visit with your family or whatever, like you can pull it out if you need to. Right. Or whatever you need to do. But when your kid is home, like it's the worst. Actually, it has never happened to me, but it it. It would have to be the worst thing for your kid to like walk in your room and be yeah. like with someone that they don't know or like, right. you know, it's just, you just can't do it. So <laughs> just can't do it. So maybe it's better to have your child sleep in the bed with you. So you just don't even think about it. I don't know. Not even to, not, no temptation there. I oh will say God. like, that's, you know, being that I'm, I was 30, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. Like mm-hmm. that was, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't think it's like an adjustment, but the option for a guy to come over and watch a movie at night. Right. What if she wakes up and walks downstairs and it's, you know, 10 exactly. O'clock. Who is that? Like, Exactly. You and trying to, to, you just yeah. don't even want to go there. So. No, absolutely. It, it, I mean, it completely shifts your priorities. Like, I mean, totally. 1000%. Like, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's parenting, man. I guess, yeah. like, I mean, hey, maybe one day I'll get to know what that's about. But, uh. <laughs> you know, like, that's another thing. Don't let anyone influence your decision on what yeah. it is like your American dream is or what that looks like. Yeah. You know, to have three dogs. I mean, I would be so happy with three dogs <laughs> and a husband that loves me. Like, that just sounds dreamy. Um, so, like, everybody has their... Absolutely. You know, who knows, like, what will happen. That's but the- I love that I've got, like, women like you in my life that, you know... I don't, you're just such a strong, like, female role model in general, like, number one, as being just active in your community, but as a parent, like, getting to watch you raise Kamaya, not just how you raise her, but how she's kind of raised you. Oh, my God. Has been. She's definitely my mom. (laughs) It's been such a. It's been such a joy to see that and, like, have somebody like that as as a role model because. I probably am not the June Cleaver mom. Like, mm. that is not me. But um, 
and that's why I love like seeing you because I mean, mm. you're just, you're real. And I love that you're very well it upfront wakes, about it. It wakes you up too, because, or it woke me up of all the crap and the people mm-hmm. that like you thought mattered. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Like yeah. it just doesn't, it just, there's things that just don't matter to me anymore that used to. Um, yeah. And I think that's just like how life goes. You go through phases and you don't realize at that time, like when you're going through it, like what phase that is. Um, you know, before I got her, like I said, I'd bought my dream house and like I was, I lived with my gay husband. We were like, Will and Grace. It was such an amazing time, like of my life. Like we, you know, I cut the grass and he cooked dinner, like all these things. And, and that was like an amazing phase of yeah. my life. The crazy thing about kids is, is that's not a phase. Like that's, that yeah, becomes, no yeah, that's your life. That's your life. Like that becomes your mm-hmm. life and that balance of like being who you are mm-hmm. um, and not being afraid to be judged. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Or be judged from the standpoint of, well, gosh, her butt is out. Like, you know, she's a terrible. Kamaya is always the one that will walk behind me and like try to cover my butt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm serious. She's like, mom, you can't show your stomach. Like you can't show your butt. And I'm like, who says that I can't show my stomach? Like right. if that's what I, w- I don't tell you like, yeah. oh, your shorts are too short. Like I don't want her to grow up thinking like. Obviously, there's age-appropriate things, but I don't right. want her to grow up thinking that because of one thing or, or another thing that you can't do that because right. of the way that it, quote-unquote, makes you look. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, but that's not about, that's not what, that's not telling of who you are. No. Who you are is who you are. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not wearing a crop top and you're six years old, like right. or seven-year-old seven years old to school yeah like that's just not like yeah gonna happen but when you get older and you want to wear a bikini like you know whatever like that's your thing like own that and don't let it make you feel like you're one person or the other person or that somebody's better than you and not better than you i think that um, that's a whole nother discussion on perception and what people perceive of of you and saying being okay to say like you know what like whatever. Yep. People, well, that's people. What is it? People's judgments of you is not about you. It's about them. One thousand percent. So you know, and she's gonna have to deal with that. Being that she is, um, you know she's biracial but Mm -hmm. she's black right you know and i'm white there's a lot of things i'm not going to be able to relate you know with her but she's got so many like amazing black women that are in her life that can help her with things that honestly like i don't know what that's like like from an experience standpoint so it's just all about keeping her around people that love her and allow her to like grow and evolve. I promise you, she will not be wearing like mini skirts. Like it's just not her thing. Yeah. So I don't really have to worry about that so much. <laughs> if it was a worry, I don't think that's going to be her gig, but who knows? She may change her idea, True. but her personality, weird night and day when it comes to a lot yeah, of things. I love it. So, um, 
Yeah, I just, I think it's, as a mom, you don't, you have to kind of let go of this, well, I wonder how, you know, they see me. Right. Um, actually, I had one woman say to me once, like, so do you get to keep her? What? Yeah. Like. What? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, do you get to keep your daughter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it was very, like, you, you get some comments like that. Like, mm-hmm. well, do you get to keep her? Or, you know. I'm never offended by any question that's like a curiosity question. Yeah. You know. But those that are like laced with judgment, like, okay. I had one woman (laughs) at Kamaya school and God bless her. Like, she's so sweet. And you can't like, some people, you know, that they're saying things to be assholes. And then some of them, they're just like. They don't know no better. They just don't know better. So she was like, this was at the end of the school year. And she was like, so. I'm just so curious. I have not ever seen Kamaya's dad. And I said, oh, well, she doesn't have one. And she goes like, she was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, she's adopted. It's just me and her. I mean, why would I not tell her that? Right. Her that. And she's, oh, my God, that is so sweet. My husband and I, we love adoption. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> We love like, are you adoption. talking about like pet adoption? Like she was just like, we just love adoption. We think it's so great. And I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your time, ma'am. Like, thank uh, you. Okay. <laughs> I, and she's super sweet, like I said, but she just was, she's, some people are just, they don't, they don't know, you oh, know, bless it. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, if people want to follow you in your journey, you have a, a blog, um, mm-hmm. kind of about your, your life with Kamaya, uh, pair of And that's pair of C L A I R S. Yes. And you can find her on Instagram, same handle pair of Claire's mm-hmm. and Lynn Claire, L Y N C L A I R. Yes. No um, ease on the Claire's no ease. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, follow Miss Lindsay yeah. on all the social media platforms on Instagram and, and cause you're always sharing I feel like like it's a very realistic life. Like it's not all sunshine and, and roses. I love that you're very real about it. And I'm all about promoting, yes. as you know, very real women. Yes. So and, um, if anybody has any questions or would like to be connected with yeah. someone that could answer any questions that I don't know the answer to, like I would try to help where I can. And I'll have all this in the show notes too. And I'm also going to link Project Nina in case you want to get involved. It's not too early to start the process of, you know, donating and, and everything with Project Nina for the holidays. Um, there's always an ongoing need. So I'm going to post the link there if you want to get involved. And I'm also going to share the link to Youth Villages because um, yes, they're amazing. That's a, 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 a organization that I very much personally believe in. I've had a lot of experiences with them as well. And, um, I'll tell you how they they do. And the thing that I've, I have found the most compelling about volunteering with youth villages and, you know, is just the fact that you you go into it and you think, you know, I want to help. Um, I want to help these young people, but let me tell you 1000%. I get so much, out of it. Like I learn so much and I think I am, they make me better. 
um, the time that I've spent with these, these kids, like they just, they make me a better person. Um, it changes your perspective yeah. on life altogether. So if you have the means yeah. and the time, please consider volunteering your time with youth villages or an organization like that, because man, it is, it is life changing. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. You're I'm so welcome. glad. And I just, you know, just love you to death. And oh, love we've been to you and all your animals. <laughs> I know I've got, I've got this little toasted marshmallow baby in my, in my I mean, arm that's here. Like but Betty and like I know. 14 years. Oh my gosh. You're a cute little dog. Um, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in. And again, check out the show notes for all the links to the, the organizations we've talked about today and to follow Miss Lindsay. And I'll see Thanks. you next week. Peace, everybody. <laughs> like what you hear you can download and listen to past and future episodes using stitcher apple Podcasts, spotify overcast or online at www.yourbffpodcast.com follow the show at your bff pod and mel at music city mel on instagram twitter and facebook for any questions or topic suggestions, email us at yourbffpod at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening.